0: good people and inhabitants of planet earth both born and domestic welcome to the dura human paradox i am your host darius riddick and i would like to thank you for joining me once again on what is nominally the next stage of evolution for humankind for those of you joining us for the first time welcome thank you for your uh investment because that's that's what this is, you know, I, before I'd say you spent the time here, but now I can say that you're investing time in what will be the next stage of evolution for humankind and for enabling a greater quality of life for those that will succeed us. Because what is life if you can't make it better for those that come after you? Um, and with that same mentality, those that came before us uh, enable us to do things like the human Paradox, enable you to be able to listen to this despite what journey or rung or time period you are in. Um, and if if you have not listened to the previous episodes, it's about time you get caught up. But just to fill you in a little bit of what about about what the human paradox is about, it's just a collection of twenty six paradoxical health theories that we use to enable greater quality of life. Whether you are a sedentary individual, an enthusiast, uh, an athlete, or an elite athlete, these tools are presented as. Uh, works of foundation methodology if you will um, and how every person uses them is up to them all right we talk about using a screwdriver your teeth an axe or any tool you can for different purposes and whether effective or ineffective is up to the user but before we get started on this day in history april 26 1954 polio vaccine trials began um and fantastic Right, fantastic! The feats of human immunology and the 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 tenacity and work of those that uh, virologists, uh, biologists, chemists, physiologists—the just extremely intelligent people who are um, doing some pretty great things. And if you've ever done research, then you understand why that's such a a big deal, right? There, there—the the politics, the ethics, the the um trial and error that goes into research is just it's 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 something of another of another level it takes it takes a different caliber of individual to be able to you know try and try and try and try again for something that's really not guaranteed and um with with how much progress was made with polio in such a the polio vaccine in such a short period of time you know i'm i'm quite impressed with the the limitations Technology that we had at the time, and and it's no it's no surprise really with what we're able to do now when we're introduced with new uh, viruses or, or new forms of bacteria or any threat to the human microbiome really. Uh, but I'm not a virologist, so I'm, I'm not going to speak on it too much. But that's not why we're here today. We are actually here today to speak on something um, a little bit subjective, right? So I just mentioned a word that I want to kind of expand upon. And that's this uh, idea of tenacity and uh, the human machine is riddled with it. Uh, it. It is one of the most adaptive, tenacious, responsive machines on planet Earth. I would have to actually put it at number one. <laughs> I i typically don't like to speak in absolutes because i mean i don't know what i don't know so i don't i don't know how many machines are out there but through my studies of the human body that um the human animal right so the the nature and then translating that into the human body and then foremost the human machine there are so many mechanisms that happen throughout us throughout a day throughout a, a moment really throughout 60 seconds that uh we take for granted. From the time you woke up to the time you got dressed, hopefully uh, washed up, took a shower, <laughs> got the stank off from the night before and um, brushed your teeth, flossed, did whatever, you know, ate your breakfast uh, and got up and got dressed and headed on your way to whatever you were going to do for the day, whether that had been the couch had been to work or been to the gym, you know, wherever you went. There were thousands of Thousands upon thousands of physiological mechanisms, chemical interactions, neural connections, uh, uh, hormonal balances that happened within that period just to enable you to do all those things. And when you really start to discover how many of these mechanisms are happening at one time, um, how many of them have to interact, it's both scary and fascinating at the same time because just one of them thrown off can have a cataclysmic result. Um and though we won't speak on the exact ones today, uh, because we have so much to discuss and so much to talk about over uh, uh over this period of time, I-, I wanted to take the time to almost give words of encouragement to pair with the science that is the human machine. So when we talk about human performance, and the aesthetics of the human body and the ability of the human body in general, right? It is one thing that cannot be purchased. You can have all the money in, on planet earth, right? But, it's, but you can't go to a store and say, you know what? I want that body because it doesn't work like that. And one of the things why I I am so prideful when it comes to focusing on human performance in the human body and understanding these mechanisms is, is because when you see someone with a with a great body or you see in uh, a great physique right so or someone who is very good at their sport um they're considered like the elite athlete the top of the top you know you could probably name a few in, in, in football, in American basketball, in American football, um, in, in golf, in tennis, in volleyball. There's probably a few names that come to mind or swimming when you think about it. Um, but it's like when you see those people, you know, it is something that they earned, despite what arguments may come up when people's like, oh, you know, there's exogenous hormones there's steroids. They had an advantage from birth. There's so many different factors that play into it. But the fact of the matter is you aren't born with that raw talent. That is something that has to be harnessed, especially over a period of time. And definitely when it comes to aesthetics, because unfortunately, nine out of 10 people don't have the aesthetics that they could have um and when i say the could have that's obviously subjective to the user whether that's an eight pack six pack really big arms really juicy booty uh thick legs vascularity out the wazoo or uh every single part of them chiseled or just really or just super jacked right whatever that looks like is subjective to the user but nine out of ten people don't have have not reached their aesthetic capabilities or their performance capabilities so it is clear that it is something that has to be earned regardless of how you lived it is it is representative of a lot of things uh discipline preparation nutrition efficacy ethic and and responsiveness to uh stimuli um but the house that human performance built is a statement that I I love to to say to introduce people to this idea of human performance because that's what it is. It's like building a house. Whether you are just starting out or you're kind of figuring out your journey or you're considered a veteran, right? You can go out and buy a house (laughs) and be fully built, but you can't go out and buy human performance. It's something that you have to treat as if you're starting a, a brand new home. It's like, Every single thing you do is like build, putting one brick after the other. And the more bricks you lay, the eventually you'll have a foundation and then, you know, you, you, you lay the mortar, you, you get the structural work and eventually you'll have maybe a wall or two. And then it slowly starts together. Look, I'm not, I'm not a home architect, right? I could just look around and know what's in my house, but (laughs) you have an idea of what it's like to, to build a house. Just picture building a home. That is exactly the same concept of human performance. All these interactions working together one brick at a time to, to make this, this, this amazing creation that you can call your own electrical work. Uh, water work, <laughs> the foundation, the structure, the pillars, the the the, the overhang, everything coming together um, to make this to to make this beautiful beautiful house into a home, and arguably it's one of the greatest forms of wealth, right? We uh, frequently, I think, it, I don't know if people still say it, but they used to say, you know, the American dream was home ownership. And that was like the idea of like what it meant to be like wealthy, because it's like something that you owned. It was property. And because there's so much property limited on Earth, uh, it, it, it signified a piece of something that you could that that you could really call your own. But I think people really missed the fascinating thing that they could call their own of the human body and. It may not be the same cultural acceptance as, you know, money or uh, or a house or lots of cars or a status, but <clears throat> the the human body is itself. It is is a status symbol, especially when you can use what tools you have at hand to optimize it. Because, like I said, this you can anybody can buy cars, right? You you can go into a bunch of debt and buy the nicest car, or you know you can be given a car, you can be gifted a car, you can rent a nice car. You can, I mean, you, the same thing goes with the house, and you know you can fake a status symbol. You can just be given a status symbol from birth, but the human body, man, that's just something you gotta earn, dude. And, and And it's why I loved when I started hearing people say like health is wealth. And it's like that was always a thing. But now it's it's so widely recognized that it's been turned into a phrase. And I will go be the first to say, if you haven't heard it before, that that is 100 percent true. Because when you really think about it. What more can you do? you you have everything you need right in front of you. When you think, when you touch your head down to your toes and you wiggle your fingers, when you look around all these mechanisms that you're able to directly alter, you own and you can do what's called experimental performance, which we can talk about later on to, to make these mechanisms respond to external stimuli even greater than before. And it's just the most fascinating thing that you can ever imagine. Um, Going to the gym lifting weights getting on the on the elliptical the stairmaster the treadmill being able to go five minutes one day and then 10 minutes the next day and then three months from now you can go 60 minutes and it's like man that's amazing one day you can only bench press 135 then the next month you can bench press 215 the next month you can bench press 315 and it goes on and on and on and on. you can one day you can jump six inches the next day you can jump 18 and, and it's it's so fascinating what it means to equate to wealth as far as human performance because again it's so subjective but when you earn a body when you earn performance measures no one can take that away from you and that ladies and gentlemen is probably one of the most fascinating aspects of the house that human performance built and though that information is subjective i want you guys to really take take in the blessings that we have with this generation and being able to understand the way <clears throat> that these physiological mechanisms interact and how we can take uh sovereignty over each and every single one of them and and just for a second just show appreciation for the men and the women that came before us to be able to enable us to understand these mechanisms and 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 what it truly means to accrue health wealth But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, stay durable, my friends.